people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Welcome to Communist Folding Chairs, baby. Hey, this sounds very Jewish, Zach. It's Russian. Yeah. No Jews involved. Russian Jews. Mm, uh, very oppressed Jews. Yeah, that's we're true. not gonna. These weren't. These weren't good. Uh, 
He's running Jews with upward mobility. No, of, uh, no, not so much. Well, that's the thing about trying to run the banks in a communist society is that the capitalists really have all the banks. Um, you know that old saying, you know, uh, in order to run all the banks, you got to break a few Jews. Is that the... Yeah, I think that's how it goes. I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, this is communist folding chairs. Uh, welcome to the show, you lazy shitbags. Hi. I, I like to appeal to my audience base. Yeah, that, this is why people boo you, Zach. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, joining me today is uh, Clay Newman. Uh, he runs... Uh, fuck it. Uh, fuck your credits. Uh, yeah. You're one of my favorite people, so You'll, that's why you're here. The audience will figure it out. Uh, fucking hopefully. Um, if they know who I am and don't know who you are, they're fucking idiots. Yeah, honestly, you need to broaden your mutiny radio horizons if you're only <laughs> listening to this show. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm disappointed in you. Uh, <laughs> you have poor taste, sir. <laughs> or madam. Um. Hey! All right, everybody, welcome to the Sacramento Punchline! My name's Roman Leo. You guys are here to see comedy on a Saturday night. Big round of applause for yourselves for coming out to see Eddie Ift. Yeah, we got any? Is anybody here? This is their first time doing uh, performing live stand-up comedy. Any any first timers? We got one. Everybody, big round of applause for the noob. We got a noob in the crowd. Yeah, this is Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I'm just going to make it easy for you, all right? It's straight up the middle, buddy. Here, just listen to this. People tell me I look like a Civil War ghost. <laughs> Boo. I wish I could smile like this all the time, huh? That'd be pretty cool, right? That's, that's called A material. You didn't laugh. You failed the test. Okay? Yeah. That was a test. We're always the pop quiz at 11. You can stay. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, fuck you guys. Hey, what's your name? Allison. Nice to meet you, Allison. Everybody, a round of applause for Allison. <laughs> for uh, keep you know just, just walking in on this uh, sensitivity training seminar. Okay. Um, women. No, I'm kidding. That's funny. And we, uh, hi. I'll just I'll just talk to ev all the everybody. I can't remember any of my jokes, you guys. Um, but yeah, my name is Roman Leo. Uh, I moved here in 1998 from Cleveland. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. I didn't like the weather. I was like, fuck this fog! And people were like, we don't understand you, and you're probably a homophobe. And I was like, no, the fog! <laughs> now I live in East Oakland. People come over to my place. They're like, what's that smell? I'm like, that's the smell of $400 a month. It's, uh, <laughs> the landlord hasn't fixed the sewage leak for nine months during the sale of the house, so we get to stay. Yay. The fucking rent's crazy. I want to just buy a, live, a used Mercedes to live in in style. Just like, you know, drive it to the bottom of the ocean and just park. Do you, do you know how much land is out there? It's all free land. He lived in a pineapple under the sea. Women do not like it if you tell them you want to live in a helicopter that you park in a tree. I've stuffed my pillow with dust from ground zero. You know? <laughs> they do not like that. Oakland's fun. We got God's Gym in Oakland. G-O-D, God's Gym. Yeah, it's like a workout church. Just a bunch of guys talking about Jesus getting swole. 
You know? It's got to be hard to get a spotter in God's gym because God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> and uh, working out with Jesus, he fucking takes all the machines. He's everywhere. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I've told the joke so many times, I'm mad at it, you guys. It's, uh, it's sad, really. I'm tired. Uh, drinking makes me tired. Fucking marijuana, opiates make me tired. Xanax. I did cocaine once. Gave me insomnia, which makes me tired. <laughs> it was terrible. I learned recently that women don't like it if you say thank you after sex. They think it makes it seem transactional. <laughs> that is why I say I'm sorry. I'm going bald. Going bald sucks. It means you have to date women that'll date bald guys. Yuck! I'm on Tinder is a video game where you play with imaginary prostitutes. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend any real prostitutes in the crowd. Um, I t- messaged this one girl. I was like, uh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm high on painkillers watching Netflix. I was like, sold. Uh, <laughs> Usually my go-to line is like, what kind of shampoo do you use? I like Garnier Fructis. Uh, it smells like high school, you guys. Uh, but you can say anything on Tinder that you wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, you know, like, I don't want to go to a bar and b- try to buy a woman a drink, like a, a creep, some creep buying another creep a drink, you know? I'd rather just go online and just be like, I like to eat pussy. And she's like, yeah, you know, right? I'm like, I, half of women don't like it, but I'll do it anyway, yeah, you know? Put my whole face in there until it's covered in ectoplasm. <laughs> like that movie Ghostbusters, you know? Like, you can give him that kiss after, too. Just like, like you have to pay the price. Like that noise my dad used to make when he put me to bed. It's not weird. I'm just being vulnerable. Come on, you guys. It was weird when I told her what I was doing. It's okay. Women love to cringe at the things that I say. Um, I really, I'm not a, I'm not one of these cry bullies. I won't. Uh, you heard about that stuff? Fucking, they're going to Yale and they're mad. I don't know. I don't read the. Anybody here like Bernie Sanders? We got one. I think Trump's going to do fine when he wins. Uh, <laughs> He's a, he's a reasonable guy, you know, like if you, uh, the, you watch the Sunday morning programs, they'll be like, what are you going to do? And he's like, the Pentagon has 16 plans. I'll pick one. I'm like, that sounds good. He's better than Reagan. Reagan uh, said ketchup was a vegetable and then he would like consult uh, Nancy's astrologer on whether we should nuke Russia or not. It can't, I just love it that I don't care if it's Hillary or him and then I don't have to vote. I've never felt so good about not voting. <laughs> that's that's the, demo- the loophole in democracy is if you don't care who wins, you know, like. There, it's just, it's, you know, it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. That's good. I like the silence. I haven't written any jokes about silence, but it would be important for my act. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I could smile like this all the time. Mm. Um, suicide is a selfish act. Uh, but if you do it on the BART tracks during rush hour, a thousand Uber drivers make an extra $50. <laughs> they can feed their family pork chops, right? 
And I'm not trying to convince anybody here not to kill themselves. I just think that, uh, you know, you don't want to use gun or rope or pill. You know, just like kill yourself by waiting your entire life until you die. That's the way I want to commit suicide, with patience. And uh, it's, you know, because like, I just, I rather, I rather think about suicide uh, than all the terrible, like, fucking child rape on TV and like black people fighting cops and getting shot on Facebook. It's like, it's just more fun to think about suicide. Uh, it's more entertaining. I can just, I can like, and why not like, uh, just, you can just picture, like, because people just want to do it too fast. You just. Go slow and really fucking punish yourself, you know? Like, <laughs> I just, I want to do suicide by DNR, you know? Just, like, do not, yeah, that's the backup plan. What if you, what if you, what if you took 60 Xanax and a fifth of vodka and then you woke up in the hospital after explaining yourself? I'm going to have a fucking grandson to fucking make sure that shit, I don't wake up in a vent farm, you know? Fuck that. Well, you tell a few jokes about suicide and everybody gets sad all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, it's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, right? I know. I just, but uh, well, I feel like I have to explain myself or something. Right? It's like we don't get paid for this doing comedy on the radio. So why not? I just, it's fun. I was only planning on doing like five minutes. <laughs> I could leave, but they, you said you weren't going to light me, you know? Did I say that? I, I you did. We didn't discuss a light. Uh, uh, Leo, everybody. Yeah, all right. Thank you, guys. And uh, I don't know who's on next on the list. Do we have a list? No, the guy who's supposed to be running this is not here. All I right, first person to raise their hand is going to go on the, the stage. Uh, yeah, who wants to go next? All uh, right. Yeah. What's is your it name? Allison, man? everybody. Big round of applause for Allison. Yay. She's going to do great. Hey, guys. And girl, <laughs> one of them. Is this on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so my name's Allison Hooker, spelled just like the profession. Um, and that's always been a fun conversation starter. So I want you guys to picture me my first day of junior high. I've got like really frizzy bangs, crooked teeth. Only my nipples had come in. Um, and so I go to my first day of gym class and I've got my little pouch of tampons that I would like maybe hopefully one day need and I wouldn't for another decade and I go to my gym class and my teacher gives us brand new white clothes and a big bold black marker and she tells us that in really thick lettering we have to write our first initial and last name so I wrote a hooker across my chest and down the leg of my pants and that was day one of junior high and they teased me they teased me. Um, they teased me to the point that my gym teacher gave me new clothes and told me to write something else. So I wrote the hooker. Cause I've <laughs> always been horny and I loved the sexual attention. Like I was that little girl that was always trying to convince my friends to play makeout house. I'd be like, okay, so let's pretend that I'm the husband and I just got home from work and we'll play house. Uh, so when junior high rolled around and spin the bottle came into my reality, I was like, oh, fuck, yes. That game was my jam. And I wasn't cute, but I wasn't shy. So cute boys would spin me, you know, cute boys in the junior high, like they had all their grown-up teeth in. 
cute boys would spin me and they'd try to get out of it and I wouldn't let them. Like I'd jump up like, no, no, that's the rules of the game. You have to kiss me now, you have to. Like show them the evidence. Look, look where I was just sitting. Look where the bottle's pointing. You spun me, you have to mack on me now. That's the rules of the game. You guys get other people involved. You guys, come on. You guys, come on, that's the rules. That's the rules, right? So this kind of persistence carried over into my older years. Um, I was married and divorced at 30, because I'm trying to make good time. And uh, I somehow became the man of that relationship. You know, like, like I don't know, I, I made more money. I, I didn't want to have kids in the foreseeable future. He always had to pee. Um, I could bench press more, but I never hit him. Um, and I was constantly trying to convince him to have more sex with me. So he came over to my house to do divorce paperwork, and I went out for a divorce outfit. I got myself a little belly shirt from the secondhand store, and I took my tightest jeans and I threw them in the dryer so they were extra tight, because I have a great ass. And as he was coming over, I realized like, I was getting a little bit excited, you know, like giddy even. I was like, oh damn, I think I'm gonna get laid right now. <laughs> and so he comes to the door and, ugh, he hadn't even tried. He's, he's balding, no offense to who was just up here, but he's balding, but the little bit of hair he does have left is all greasy, he hadn't even showered. And you know, he's smoking a cigarette, probably hadn't brushed his teeth. He showed up on a Segway. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I can work with this because it had been months. So I try to convince him to do divorce paperwork in my bedroom and he tells me that I'm tactless. <laughs> like, I've heard that word used in sentences before, but I wasn't totally sure what it meant, which is fucked because English isn't even his first language. <laughs> so I'm like, tactless? I'm not tactless. I'm thinking tact. I think that has something to do with class. And I'm fucking classy. Like, sure, I was in a used belly shirt trying to get divorced and laid at the same time. But I'm a fucking <laughs> class act. So I'm like, tactless, whatever. Let's just do the stupid paperwork and get it over with. I don't even care. And he gets out the paperwork, and I'm looking the word up in my phone. And it says, tactless. Difficulty dealing with others when it comes to sensitive issues. So <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm not tactless. Fuck that, you're the one who stopped sleeping with his wife. Goes offendingly blunt. Oh. I'm like, baby, uh, just look at me right now. You know you wanna have sex with me. Lack of perceptiveness or finesse. Like, oh. Listen. I didn't really realize the last time we had sex was gonna be like the last time we had sex. So maybe we should try just like one more time. It could be fun, like one last fuck. Unsubtle. So fuck it, I'm tactless. But you know what? I don't even care. Cause no one even knows what that stupid word means. And I'll tell you guys something. This tactless tight ass got tapped. That's right, he slept with me. You know why? Cause he needed my signatures on all of those papers. <laughs> And think about it, like we were just doing divorce paperwork, like we hadn't even filed yet, so we were still technically married, and that's like the rules, like you have to sleep with your wife, you know, that's like, that's what, right guys, that's like the rules, that's what you have to. Let's not even spin the bottle anymore. All right, thanks so much.
keep it going for Alyssa. Allison. Allison. I sure fucked that up. Well, this isn't my job. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Happy Hour Open Mic at Mutiny Radio, and I'm just some guy who does not have permission to be back here. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, our next comic coming up to the stage is just whoever wants it the most. Go on. Dance for it, puppets. Who's the biggest dreamer? Yes! Give it up for this guy. Keep it going, you guys. Hi. So, my name is Curtis Vale. Uh, this is my first time performing for people who want me to do it. And I prepared a joke for you guys, and if you don't laugh, I'm pulling my balls out. So, <laughs> that's where we're at. So, oftentimes, I find myself thinking about uh, weird questions, weird shit that occurs to me. And one thing that occurred to me the other day was how do Nazis identify gay people? Because that's a confusing thing to me. Because I, I kind of understand how they identified like gypsies or Jews. Because gypsies have that like trailer park Jack Sparrow thing going on. And Jews have the hats and the constant <laughs> negotiation. So you, know, you pay full price, you lose the lid. Maybe go buy Mike instead of Moisha. 80% less Jewy. Which is probably a good call if you know Nazis are on like a Hebrew hunt like all day. So it kind of it, it begs the question, what, what did they do? This is what I think the SS probably did. They went to every city in Europe. They went to the nicest, cleanest, classiest looking neighborhoods. And they just walked around, walked up to a group of thin, you know, well-dressed men. Excuse me, gentlemen. What do you think of this handbag? <laughs> oh, the colors are out of season. Fascinating. But these two gentlemen are going to take you to a very secret, exclusive dance academy deep in the mountains. <laughs> Oh, what about you guys? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. You're pretty fit. You look pretty good. What do you do? Do you do like CrossFit? You guys CrossFitters? Kettlebells maybe? Yoga. Interesting. Yeah, we got this. You know, I don't know if you know, but the Nazis are very into yoga. We've got this great studio at Auschwitz. It's literally our best <laughs> kept secret. There's a lot of skinny people there. You're going to love it. Go them. They're very friendly. <laughs> do you guys watch Sex in the City? Yeah, I know this series ended a little while ago, but I'm... I really feel like I'm, I'm kind of a Samantha, but people tell me I'm a Carrie. <laughs> oh, you think I'm a Miranda? Well, that's interesting. Pretty confused how you gentlemen are familiar with a show targeted toward women and homosexuals like 60 years in the future. <laughs> that's pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's, that's a solid plan. And realistically, if you're the SS and you know that you can just randomly accuse anyone of being gay and take them away for any reason, wouldn't you abuse that power? Like if you got pulled over and you were in the SS, He's like, uh, license and registration. Hmm, license and registration, huh? No, I don't know how fast I was going. But those are pretty nice boots, gay boy. <laughs> <laughs> it also sort of explains the lack of fashion ingenuity in the Nazi wardrobe. Because it was pretty much all just like flat gray and brown. Because they were killing anyone with any fashion sense. <laughs> and then anyone else was just too scared to speak up. So it was kind of one of these situations where you're like, oh, yeah, mind you, brown is, brown's perfect. I'm a big <laughs> fan. I love brown. Uh, I wear brown all the time. I'm wearing brown now. I've got, like, nine uniforms. Like, eight of them are brown. Uh, yeah, no, like, I love, I live for two things. These are the two things I live for, mind you. I like wearing brown and I like fucking with gay people and juice. <laughs> and I'm already wearing a lot of brown. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. 
Yeah! That was a really good Nazi voice. Congratulations, sir. Uh, your next comic coming up to the stage is going to do so because he came in here and politely asked to do so. That's all it takes, guys. Please give a warm welcome right now for Richard Cervate. What's up, guys? Hey, yeah, I'm, oh, wow, so attentive. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. Uh, what's going on here in the front row? Are you guys comics or? No? Uh, real people. Real what, people. Oh, real my. People. What, what do you? Semi-real. Who are you, man? You got the suit and slick back hair? Are you trying? He's a mystery. <laughs> He's a mystery. Uh, that's a Sarah McLaughlin callback. <laughs> I do callbacks to like 20 years ago. That's my set. Uh, yeah, I know. You look like, I mean, you look like a, I mean, used car salesman, right? I mean. Right. Is that what you, is this that's Halloween? That's exactly what I do. Is, is that what you do? Oh, wait, really? I'm selling you a car right now. <laughs> this guy's, wow, this is great banter we're doing right now. <laughs> Crowd work is my thing, can you tell? Uh, and uh, what about you, sir? Are you, what, you're just his friend or are you comic also? Him. Well, uh, you already did comedy, so I assume that you're a comedian. <laughs> you're his agent? Oh, okay, all right. Gotcha. Well, I was gonna say because I mean you're you have too good a facial structure to be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> this, you can only do comedy if you're kind of ugly. That's the only way. S sorry to alienate everybody in the room, <laughs> except for Allison. Everyone, el everyone else is hideous in this room. <laughs> um, I uh, think I'm a sex addict, but I have not had the chance to find out. but I have a lot of potential. Because <laughs> when I have sex, you guys just don't know how much I enjoy it. I'm just like, oh, give it to me, I love this. <laughs> I turn into Lucifer when I'm having sex. Um, I, I mean, having sex to me is like doing heroin. You know, it's like, it's too expensive to do on a regular basis. <laughs> Really difficult to find, you know? <laughs> I, I spend a way more time uh, eating than I do having sex. And you know, like, okay, I mean, I guess a lot of us do. But I, I mean, I guess I could sit here and feel bad about it, but then there's probably people with the opposite problem who are jealous of me. <laughs> you know, people who are just fucking all day, getting their dick sucked, and they're just like, I just want a burrito! <laughs> and here I am, you know, getting my, eating a burrito being like, ah, someone tickle my balls. <laughs> I don't know, this, this is weird. Weird thing to say into a microphone. <laughs> uh, I see like a lot of people on Facebook getting married and they post all their wedding pictures. And I'm like, man, these pictures are so beautiful. I would love to have wedding photography of me without the wedding, you know? Because <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like, just a picture of me like walking down a sprawling flight of stairs, you know, just holding a beer. <laughs> or just like, you know, me like in a beautiful grove with like a patch of sunlight coming through the trees just holding an Xbox. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, 
So I don't know. I, you know, I try like online dating, whatever. I'm tired of go going, you know, meeting a girl online then taking her out to a bar. You know, I just want to meet a girl at a bar and then uh, take her out online. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And just like, let's go for a walk, baby, on Google Street View. Thanks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. Um, but you know what I hate? I hate uh, arrogant athletes so much. And they always say the same thing. They're always like, I'm sorry if you can't handle it. It's not arrogance. It's confidence. I'm the best that ever lived and the best that ever will live. It's confidence. Like, what's arrogance then? <laughs> <laughs> I went to your house and I killed your mother and all your children. I'm sorry if you can't handle it. It was a little arrogant. <laughs> it was, it was, I'm, like, I'm like, fuck you, dude. You're just a sports star, man. You didn't change the world. You're not Albert Einstein. You know, like, I don't know. You never saw Albert Einstein being super arrogant. I'm going to try to do a German accent here. <laughs> You nailed it, but my, and mine is terrible. But you know, like, I am the best physicist that has ever lived. My theory of relativity is amazing. I'm the best scientist ever lived and ever will live. I'm sorry if you can't handle it. <laughs> this is not arrogance, this is confidence. <laughs> Fuck your mother. <laughs> Thanks guys, it was a lot of fun. Richard Servati. Great job, man. Second German accent of the night, guys. If anybody else wants to enter the contest, uh, feel free. Your next comic coming to the stage, a wonderful human being, a man of wisdom and a man of immense humor. Please give a warm welcome right now to Chris Knatzer. Yeah, yeah, good evening, everyone. That's another theme. I, uh, just before I start, really, I need to make an announcement. If anybody is a weed dealer, anybody is a weed dealer, please see me after the <laughs> No, I moved the microphone away. Yeah? Who's that? Yeah? Wait. Someone said, what? Talk after. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. I love Mutiny Radio. Give it up. Oh, man. Give it up for this guy. I love that he is here tonight. I've been, what are we talking about besides the Germans? Sucking and fucking? Heard a lot of sucking and fucking jokes? No, nobody into sucking and fucking anymore in 2015, it's over. <laughs> well, thank God, we can move on, get intellectual. No, I've been fucking too much. <laughs> it happens. I've just been fucking too much this week. My last orgasm was just a poof of air. <laughs> yeah, it was like my dick burped. I was trying to come in my partner's face and I just dilated her pupils. <laughs> I, uh, I love whores. I really do, I love whores. And uh, you know, say what you prostitute, sex worker, whatever you call them, I say, I use the, the term whore with affection. And however you refer to these uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, be careful that you use uh, respect. Uh, I'm very serious. I love and respect whores. Whores fuck strangers for money. And don't get too quiet. Comics talk to strangers for attention. We're still figuring out the money part, aren't we? <laughs> and a lot of people say, well, Chris, I know that you probably came to stand-up comedy because of a terrible childhood or uh, a tragic addiction. 
or crippling low self-esteem. But the truth is I chose this life. I have fun in this work. My vulnerability in front of you empowers me. There's no laughs in it, just power. <laughs> whores have that same power, whores have more power. You ask any dude in your life about the whores in his life and uh, just enjoy his vague assertions of ignorance. It's like asking around about the Illuminati. <laughs> it's very hush-hush. <laughs> and yet it's probably the number one industry in the world in the shadow economy. Brings in more money than anything else that we do as a society. Every whore is an Eric Snowden in their community. <laughs> Was that the... Uh, uh, yeah, what was I, Eric Snowden? Yeah, every whore is commodified uh, what men have millennia, for millennia tried to enslave or ensnare with religion and law and heavy sticks. And I have so much respect for whores. I have respect for all women. I really do, but I find it sad that a lot of the women I know don't have enough love and respect for themselves to charge for sex. <laughs> How little they must think of their own bodies. No more free rides. <laughs> right? Doesn't this hit a chord? Yes. Think about it. What if you had never given it away? You fucked up giving away the power. What if you had never given it, given it away? Imagine our society today. If there had never been free sex, there would be a much smaller global population, more resources. <laughs> you know, men would earn 70% of what women earn in the workplace for the same work. And then we would, it's true, we would spend an additional 30% of our paychecks on sucking and fucking. Mean people would be known as pussies. Weak people would be known as dicks. Be a total game changer if you would just start charging for sex, ladies. Just think about it. Even if you're in a monogamous relationship, just a nominal fee. He'll like it. He will, so will you. Nothing in this country is good for free. Nothing worth having costs nothing. Think about how funny I would be if you had paid. <laughs> My single friends, they all love the sucking and fucking. They just wanna keep it simple. Wanna fuck a lot of people in my 20s, but I wanna keep the emotional landscape simple. What's more simple than $100? <laughs> And fellas, don't feel left out. This is San Francisco. The closest ATM is your rectum. <laughs> You're sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> and don't be squeamish. Don't be squeamish about it. Some of my fellow friends say, oh, I can't do it because I'm not gay. Sucking a dick for money is not gay. It's capitalism. <laughs> it's the USA. God bless us all. That's right, Chris Knatzer. And you see what I mean about him being a man of wisdom? It takes true wisdom to make you feel good about seeing a prostitute. That's, that's really something. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Happy Hour Open Mic on Mutiny Radio. Uh, their next comic coming to the stage is... Up to you guys. Roman Lee uh, Zinger! Leo Zinger! Yeah! Third time's a charm. Thank you, thank you very much. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, give it up for yourself for coming out on a Friday. All right, great. 
Everyone feeling good? I'm feeling good too. Uh, my name's Leo. I love doing comedy because uh, it helps with my uh, dating game. Uh, you know what they say you know, about comedy? Like, if you can make a girl laugh, you can make her do anal. That's, <laughs> that's what it means. You can make her do anything, but basically it's that. Uh, I used to drink a lot. Anybody drink, guys? Yeah. I used to drink. I quit drinking. I used to drink a lot. Uh, me and my buddy in college, we used to have this drinking game. Uh, it was called uh, Whenever the Fuck You Feel Like It. That's the <laughs> game name of the drinking game. The rules are simple. Just whenever you, you have to take a shot whenever the fuck you feel like it. That's. Uh, and you can't cheat. You're only gonna cheat yourself out of a good time, you know? Just do it. Um, I would, I'm dating and uh, the other day I, was, uh, I asked a girl out, she said yes. And uh, my friend gave me advice about how to, uh, before I went on a date, she said, uh, you should jerk off, you know? So you can feel you know, c calm and nice, collected. So I did. And, uh, but you know what, I, I overdid it, I fucking, I did it all, uh, too rigorously. I did it twice. <laughs> and then I just lost my motivation to go on date altogether. I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to go anymore. I had to make the call to cancel the date. It was awkward. It was like, yeah, I, I can't make it. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I, I took care of it, you know, just maybe next week. Maybe we can uh, I save up something, you know, so. Um, I, uh, I actually uh, grew up in Asia. I grew up uh, in Asia. And, and it, the, the worst part is actually we didn't have a lot of things. And one thing I really missed was uh, sex education. We didn't have that. And uh, so it was awful because I didn't know anything about my uh, body. And uh, like, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know I had a penis until I was 18 years old. I had, <laughs> I had no idea what that was. I was like, I didn't know how to name it. Then I finally figured out what to do with it. I started jerking off, but I, I still hadn't seen like a woman's body yet. I never seen a vagina or anything like that. So I was jerking off just fucking, you know how hard it is to jerk off to something you've never seen? The kind of imagination you have to have, the fucking, it was awful. Every day I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna come on, yeah, whatever you have down there. And just like, yeah, just. Whatever it looks like, I'm just going to come on it. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm getting older. The other day I saw a, a TV ad about uh, uh, a low T. You know what that means? Like I just, like a doctor's ad or something. If you have low T, see your doctor about it or something. I, then I asked my friend. Uh, finally, I Googled it and everything. And finally, I figured out what it was. It was low testosterone, you know? Like, when did people start shortening that? You know, why, was it, why is it necessary to shorten that to, you know, T? It's like, you know, that's awful. Like, if you go to your friend, like, hey, uh, man, you, you, how are you doing? You, no, I haven't jerked off for a while because I have low T. Yeah, but, <laughs> but luckily, I have big D, so <laughs> I'm okay. I still am okay with women. I'm <laughs> yeah. 
I, um, I'm divorced, guys. Anybody uh, been married and divorced? Oh, yeah, all right, to, to, to divorce, uh, yeah. It's so common now, a lot of people do that. And, uh, but I love my, <coughs> I love, <coughs> excuse me, I love my divorce uh, because uh, I really divorced well. Like my, <laughs> my divorce was like the best divorce ever. It was my, my divorce, we worked out, we didn't have any conflicts, worked out of finance, whatever, you know, and uh, as a matter of fact, I, I still I look back on my divorce, divorce fondly. And, uh, you know, it was like, my divorce is like better than most marriages. That's, that's how good it was. <laughs> and sometimes I call my ex up and we reminisce about our divorce. That's how, <laughs> how, how good it was. Like, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, we fucking said goodbye in the courthouse. That was so, oh shit, that was so. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, you can you can almost say I'm happily divorced. You know, I'm just I, I love that. I have um I I live I love San Francisco, a lot of uh liberal people and uh I have friends who uh uh I came from East Coast, a lot of friends back there have guns, and uh, they always try to like, convince me to get a gun. I was like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm probably gonna shoot myself in the balls or something, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. He said, no, 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 dude, dude, I mean, guns, just be careful, guns don't kill people. They always say that, you know, like, there's no one else like gun enthusiasts that defend their gun rights so vehemently, you know? They just always do that. And uh, they always say guns don't kill people. I was like, dude, if guns don't kill people, then there's something wrong with your guns because, <laughs> because they should kill people. They should, they're designed to kill people, you know? You might as well call the person, whoever you bought the gun from and get the refund because <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, dude I, just, I shot a guy and uh, five times and he just pissed off. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna want my money back, yeah. Um, I'm having sex these days sometimes. You ever, you ever, let me ask you, you ever had sex with a girl and made her squirt uh, only because she had a diarrhea? Have you ever done that? <laughs> Have you ever done that? You thought you accomplished something, you know? And then you just like, you just have shitty balls. You just like, <laughs> like God damn it. Now I have to fucking take a shower and shit, you know? That's my time, thank you very much. You guys are wonderful. Have a good evening. Thank you so much, Leo Zinger. Got it right that time. Uh, your next comic coming up at the stage right now, uh, the young, the talented, the brave, and the beautiful Calvin Albright. It's all true. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, are we back to the German voices now? I think I would like to enter the contest. Is All right. All right. Would anyone like a special brownie? I call it... It's, it doesn't have drugs in it, it's just part cookie, so I call it special. <laughs> Actually, yeah, who wants some of this brownie? I, I bought it so I could use the bathroom. And, okay, it's going to the crowd. <laughs> and I was really happy. I tipped the lady $2 because they had two-ply toilet paper, and you never see that. It was crazy. Oh, it was great. <laughs> uh, I was texting my friend Jack the other day, and he was sounding weird. And I meant to text him, hey man, you sound high, 
but I did I accidentally texted him, hey man, you sound Hugh, but I didn't bother correcting myself because we have a mutual friend named Hugh who's high all the time. So yeah, I saved a lot of time with that. Uh, so I'm a hat maker by day and an alcoholic by night. In other words, once Milliner time's over, it's Miller time. <laughs> a wow from the booth. <laughs> uh, I've done the unthinkable. I, uh, I've been on Tinder for over a year and I actually went on a first date out of it after being on it for over a year and I made out with the girl. It was great. We went to a gay co uh, club. She's Brazilian. She works at a bookstore. It was awesome. But what, but what happened was like she took a shot and she came back and we were making it on the dance floor and she leans over and for a second her breast smells like gasoline. And my first thought, this is how I know I'm a nerd, my first thought is to reel back and think Decepticons? <laughs> and then I hated myself because I didn't want to think that. I wanted to be like, fuck yeah, this girl's drunk. But no, I thought she was a robot in disguise. <laughs> uh... Uh, I wrote this. I wrote this bit the other day, and I then I realized I'm not Jerry Seinfeld, so I couldn't really tell it. But then I realized I do a terrible Jerry Seinfeld impression, so let's do that and tell it. Unconditional love. There should. There ought to be a few conditions. Like, don't stab me. That's condition number one. <laughs> no dog fighting. That's I don't even know what Jerry Seinfeld sounds like. No dog fighting, that's condition number two. Don't light me on fire. Watch my television show. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I, I was walking down the shirt and I had this really bright yellow sh like button up. I was, did I say walking down the shirt? I was walking down the street and I had this bright yellow button up t-shirt on and this guy walks by and he goes, nice shirt loser. But I'm pretty sure, guys, no, it's fine. I'm pretty sure he was nagging me and he wanted to fuck me. You know how I know? Because he fucked me. <laughs> that totally happened, guys. <laughs> uh, has anyone ever met like a celebrity and got like an autograph? Sure. It, sure, who, anyone? Yeah. What'd you get? E40. E40, fuck yeah, man. Nice. He went to BevMo. BevMo, <laughs> nice. I love BevMo. I get emails from them all the time. <laughs> Uh, but I met David Blaine once on the street. It was, it was awesome. He wasn't doing magic, but you know, I could still, I still recognized him. And I had, a, I, had a, I had a notebook with me and I had him sign the notebook. And then I had this blank piece of uh, paper with David Blaine's signature on the bottom. So I decided to write myself a note. So in my possession, I have a piece of notebook paper that just says, nice dick, signed David Blaine. <laughs> I moved to San Francisco in August, and I went to my first strip club here. It, it was fun. I don't think it's really like for me. I wasn't the most like turned on as I was impressed, because those women were like holding like a, a pole by their butt cheeks, doing like reverse push-ups off the ceiling. I'm like, that's it, impressive. I'm not turned on, and I don't think I want to go back because I don't want to be like have that mixed in with sexuality for me. Like I don't want to like have a woman come home. She's undressing. I'm like, all right, that's great. But you're going to need to do some push-ups if you want me going. <laughs> uh, shit, do I have a one-liner I want to end on? Uh, it's hard to pretend women don't shit after you've paid them to do it on you. 
Thanks. I've been Calvin Albright. Calvin Albright. A newie but a goodie. Yeah, no shit you don't know what Seinfeld sounds like. Jesus. The man is an American treasure. Who are you? Some fucking guy. Nice hat. Your next comic. Coming up to the stage, I uh, don't really know the guy, but I believe in him fully. This guy is Sanj. So a friend of mine asked me if I can make gun control funny. And I was like, honestly, it just depends on who got shot. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe that worked. Uh, <laughs> let's see, I was in a passive aggressive mood a couple months ago. And so I gave a homeless man a gift, cards to, uh, a gift card to home appliances, and I just walked away, just like hella, I was just so proud of myself. And uh, two days later, I saw him vacuuming the street, guys. And like, it was like sad. Like, I was like, this guy obviously has a mental illness, you know? I was like, this is really sad and hilarious. Like, this is the funniest, like, I just wanna laugh, but I'm afraid he might kill me. Like, I don't know this guy's mental stability. Uh, I hate when people who are like of an unusual race get pissed at you if you guess it wrong, you know? Like, hey dude, what are you, Native American? Do you know what Native American is? Really jaded Mexican? Uh, I don't know, let's see. <laughs> I was in choir as a young child, uh, church choir, and the choir director kept having me sing high notes, and the higher I went, the harder he became. And it got to a point where like I didn't even need sheet music. Like I just knew what note I was on by just looking at like a half chub was a high C, guys. That's what I'm trying to. It was just. I uh, watched this. Uh, have you guys heard that Sesame Street recently just announced its first autistic character? It did, and it honestly surprised me, you know, because I thought everyone on the show was autistic, man. Like <laughs> Elmo just. <laughs> Talking to a goldfish, the count, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, just compulsively. I was, I was, uh, I used to work at a department store, and uh, right when we were closing, a black gentleman walked into the store, and I'm like, sir, we're closed. He's like, oh, I see how it is. It's like, no, sir, we're actually closed. You know, like, I'm not racist. I don't do all that stuff, seriously. And he just looks at me, and I look at him. And then he holds me at gunpoint while I empty out the cash register, guys. Uh, I'm, uh, of East I'm of East Indian descent, and sometimes that manifests itself in unique ways. Like, a friend of mine was talking to me about, like, sexual violence, and she said that there's a rape uh, sex traffic victim who got raped, like, 37 times in a day, okay? She tells me that. No, guys, that's not the joke. You, you guys are, you guys are really, you guys are pretty fucked up. She tells me she got raped 37 times in a day, and like I'm just like, what's 37 over 24? Like, oh fuck, I'm just trying to calculate that as fast as I can. Uh, let's see, let's see, scissoring. Okay, I just, I just like to, I just like to imagine like how that was invented. You know, like the first two lesbians who got together, they're just like, all right, wanna fuck? Okay. Well, how are we going to do it? I mean, I don't have a dick. Well, I don't have a dick. So I guess we just rub them together like softball bats. I don't... Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the NSA is the topic. Maybe we should talk about Should or shouldn't. I don't know. I mean, they're still checking you guys' phones, so maybe it's still pertinent. 
Uh, I'm at the point at which I randomly text the word terrorist to my friends just to show them I have nothing to hide, you know? <laughs> like, do you, like, I have so many questions about airplanes that I'm just afraid to type into Google. Like, I don't, like, I'm just so afraid, you know? I'm at a point I'm snail milling my dick pics. It's like, it's getting pretty ridiculous, you know? It's like, hey girl, check your mailbox. Nope, not in, not inbox, mailbox, mailbox, you know? I have to go to Costco to get them laminated before I send them just to be fucking respectful. That's, that's, that's called respect, dude, you know? You might want to frame them, I don't know. Uh, what else? Oh, you can tell that white people run uh, local government because public safety signs are passive aggressive as hell, you know? Like you would just walk into a park, it'll never be like, hey, stop smoking. It'll be, thank you for not smoking. You know? Like if you go into a store, it's never gonna be like, look, guys, don't steal. They'll be like, smile, you're on camera. <laughs> Let's think, what else, what else? Uh, guys, I'm gonna pull out my phone right now just because I forgot. Uh, all right, a transgender guy vented, uh, sorry, a transgender woman vented on Facebook, and she was really pissed about Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner's Woman of the Year, and she's pissed that a lot of people come up to her and talk to her about it, you know? She's just like, how come this is a big deal, you know? Like, two years ago, nobody mentioned anything. One year ago, nobody told me anything. Like, all of a sudden, Caitlyn Jenner's a big deal now. How come this is a big deal? It's like, I don't know, maybe because she used to be a guy. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't on board with that in, in, intolerant intolerant jokes. Uh, <laughs> let me see what I can uh, end with. I'll just try to end with one thing. Yeah. Mm. All right, I've been listening to a lot of gangsta rap recently, <laughs> and a friend of mine, a friend of mine, we went to see Straight Outta Compton together, and he's not black, but now he just keeps saying that after the movie. Like, he, I'll just ask him to do something, he's like, Straight Outta Compton! It's like, dude, no you're not, dude. You're straight out of Fremont, dude. Like, <laughs> Like, I know, you know you're not from Compton when you can spell Compton. Like, that's basically, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, guys, that was, I'm going to leave you with that. Big hand for Sanj and his intolerant comedy stylings. Uh, your next comment coming up the stage is Mr. Ed Ant. Please welcome up Ed Ant. I don't memorize any of my material. So just bear with me while I take this. Yeah. And these aren't organized. So I saw a book on public speaking on top of a garbage can the other day. I picked it up and I read it. And I learned something very important. It belonged inside the garbage can. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. And I was smoking weed with my friend the other day. And I started coughing a lot. Now, he looked me in the eye and he said, you need to get that checked out because it could be the walking pneumonia. Now, that's a serious illness. That's a problem. I don't want to die. So 
I later realized that it wasn't the walking pneumonia because we were smoking weed. (laughs) I feel bad for dogs. They can't talk, they're kinda dumb. Sometimes they can have incompetent owners. We call cutting off their balls fixing them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly, buddy. I feel for you. We have the nerve to call ourselves our, your best friends, right? That's terrible. But at the very least, you can shit anywhere you want, outside. Outside, not inside, because that's bad, all right? Yeah, outside. Anyway. Eh, I'm not gonna do that one. There's someone there for you. Now that's a phrase that women say when they don't want to fuck you, but they know that you're emotional and they don't want you to kill yourself. (laughs) Or so I've heard. I won a game of Russian roulette the other day, which kind of sucks because it ended before it got to my turn. I didn't, I don't play the game to win, just for a chance to blow my mind from what happens. I'm, I'm glad I got a chuckle out of that one. All right, lifestyles of the poor and unlovable. All right, listen very carefully to this tale. You don't want to live this life. Today I'm talking to you about Tyler Smith, a spirited 24-year-old, trying to live out his dreams of making money from his first and true love of music. Young Tyler leaves his home every morning to go to the local farmer's market to share his music with everybody. His genre, Aggressively hardcore gangster rap. (laughs) I feel sad that I can only ever meet an insignificant fraction of humanity because such a large portion of them are assholes. Did I get the light? Oregon has just become the third state to legalize recreational weed. Begging the question, what the fuck am I still doing in California? (laughs) All right, I got the light. That means one thing. It's time for an ad. A while ago, I was a sad and lonely man, desperate for attention from everywhere that I could find it. But I found meaning, I found purpose through my website, which I'm dedicating to bringing love to the world. Justmeandchicks.com, we're selling t-shirts now, buy one. Ed Ant, everybody. Choosing to advertise his website at the end of the set as opposed to advertising his good jokes. That's okay. That works too. All right. Uh, your next comic coming up to the stage. 
help me out. Is it uh, Ville like Farmville or Vittle like uh, Cookie's making some Vittles on the old wagon trail? Farmville. Farmville. Uh, your next comic to the stage is Chris Farmville. Yeah. You see, this is this is why I don't. Everybody left. Yeah, they're, they're all assholes. No, but it, I blame myself for it too because I. I had the option to go sign up whenever I wanted. I was here in the first place. But I can't do that because I'm fucking... There's a reason why sign-ups are in the top because you don't have to face the host when you're doing it. I don't want to ask someone to sign on a paper, you know. It was my own um, introvertedness, I guess you could call it. I don't know. Just me getting my own way again. I'm okay with not being funny now because normal people aren't here, so this is all okay. True. I'm just kidding. I, I have jokes. I just wanted to get say that to myself for some reason. Um, I've been questioning my non-religiousness recently, which is weird because usually people are questioning uh, whether they actually believe in God when I'm questioning whether I, I don't. I feel like I'm taking a few steps backwards in terms of evolution, which is not good, but whatever. I'm sexually free. I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? No, but I don't know. Because the reason I'm questioning is because when I was in therapy, one of the first things my therapist said is to believe, you have to, you have to aim your anger at something. Just have to, something that won't be affected by it, like a pillow is what she said. But I was like, no, I can't do a pillow. I, I chose God. I'll aim my anger at God because that's cooler, you know? If I punch a pillow and say, fuck you, pillow, people are like, oh, you... Fuck you, pussy. But if you, if you say, fuck you, God, and punch the air, people are like, yeah, fuck God, man. They join you. Fuck God. Fuck God. Fuck God. Attica. Attica, mother. Fucker. Angry at God. It's better. I'm sorry. I've been listening to Pink Floyd all day, so I feel way smarter than I really am right now. You know what I mean? It's not really good. You know? Um... I've been thinking about the afterlife and whether or not it's real too, you know? Um, no? You say no? Yeah, probably not. But if it, if it were, do you think it would be nice? Or do you want it to be nice, right? Yeah, everybody wants it to be nice. And people that believe in it want it, expect it to be a paradise, which is weird. Because if there's one thing we learned from living in this life is that the sequel is never better, you know? Like, this is as good as it gets. We're not going to end up in the Godfather Part 2 of life, you know? <laughs> Most likely, we're going to end up in, like, the Cars 2 of life, if there's anything after that. Actually, that's too good for us. That's still a Pixar movie. We're going to end up in the straight-to-DVD sequel of Mean Girls, if anything, you know what I mean? That's as good as it's going to get for us if there's an afterlife. And that's okay. No, it's not. That all comes back. God's not a good director, I guess, is what all it is. It all comes back to. This were a movie, he sucks at it. Sucks at making it. Um, I do, what else should I do? Um, I've been researching serial killers a lot recently, you know, keeping the job options open, just in case. They get famous for doing that shit too, man. It's another path to fame, if you think about it. Um, I've, I can't do it though, because one of the best, the best ones, the best serial killers, and I want to be the best if I'm going to do it, the best ones tend to 
hump their the corpse after it's, you know after it's dead they tend to h the c i guess i don't know if that's maybe the the term they use when they're with their serial buddies <laughs> i can't do that the reason they do that is because all their life they've been getting rejected thank you and now they kill them and they have sex with them because it, a corpse can't reject them. And for me, half the fun of sex is knowing that I could have been rejected for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, I, if I'm having sex with a corpse, it's just, I can't brag about that later, you know? I can't, I can't, I, I guess maybe if the criteria was you have consensual sex and then you kill them, maybe I could be a serial killer then, but I don't know, right now, no, I can't do it with the criteria right now, bro. No, thank you. Guys, thank you for your time so much. Chris Ville offering his thoughts on serial killers. Did I hear right? Did you say the, the best ones seem to hump the corpse after they kill the person? I would think those were not the best serial killers. I would think those were the ones who kind of got a little carried away with things. I would think those were the ones who got sloppy and really, really kind of got greedy with the whole thing. Oh, well, I suppose that's true. That's nice, isn't it? Chrisville, everybody. You don't have to applaud again. Um, next comic coming up to the stage, a good friend of mine and a very funny man. Please give a warm welcome to Ashton Tate. Oh, you guys are too kind. This is uh, great. Been uh, running a lot. I used to be uh, out of shape, so out of shape that I didn't want to take my shirt off. And now I've gotten so in shape that I, that I, uh, yeah. Crime, crime is afoot, guys. Always remember that uh, a mistake you make can get you locked up. That's what I think every morning when I wake up. I make no mistakes except, I don't know, what's some basic crimes that are good? Stealing gum. That's a pretty good crime. I haven't got arrested for that in a long time. Did the old uh, double pack. Got stolen for that. But uh, I used to not want to take my shirt off because I was out of shape. Now I've gotten so in shape that I don't want to take my shirt off. Just feels douchey. Like, at what point, how many abs are enough, you know? Uh, it seems like just having them alone is enough. Why do I need to, why is there a compulsive need to show your abs? Do people like abs? They like eating ribs. That's pretty close to <laughs> eating a if you if you hook up with a girl, sometimes she, maybe she she likes ribs. She likes to go out for ribs, and then you come home and you're like, "Hey, look who brought extra." That's uh, that's, wh that's what we got right here. I don't know. I feel like there's only enough abs necessary in the world. Jesus proved that. Jesus had a six pack. Some some debate that he had a seven pack. I I think he had a six. It's uh, I don't believe in God, but I believe he had a six pack. That's how much I believe in God because he was a white role model who proved that you could be in shape. That was a great thing. A lot of people proved that uh, he didn't exist, but uh, they're the fat ones, am I right? How many fat, pe how many fat people do you know that uh, don't believe in God? Or do they believe in God? I'm not sure. All walks of life can believe in him if he so chooses. If God came out with a workout tape, I'd probably read it, probably read it. I don't know if I'd watch it. But uh, it's pretty cool that uh, you can watch workout tapes and your roommates will come in and it explains your embarrassing moment of activity. It's like, oh, you're just working out. That's cool. 
Uh, that's why I watch videos of me jerking off. That's what, okay. That's great. I've never done that. Anyone here webcam themselves? Really spice things up in the love life? That's what I like to do, webcam myself. Do a little hidden camera action. I keep the camera running 24-7. Who knows when I'm gonna catch myself doing it. It's really great. Uh, as I'm getting, uh, I don't know at what age it becomes more comfortable as a guy to sit like this. I don't know how that happened. I used to be really cool. Now I'm this guy at the strip club. That's not good. <laughs> what girl's coming up to me like this? Like if a girl comes up to me like this, I'm just gonna hand her money and then close her hand around it and then just be like, you know what, See, save that for later. That's, that's, what my, that's what my granddad used to do for me. Uh, maybe she doesn't have a granddad, I don't know. Why do people think that strippers don't have good parents? My parents were great, and I wish I could take my clothes off in front of other people. Um, I just, maybe I don't like that type of music too much. I've never really been a big uh, hip hop fan enough to dance to it. Some guys fall in love with strippers. Could you imagine that, falling in love with a stripper and that being your first song? It's like Limp Biscuit. Every time you hear that, you get emotional. That's terrible. That's so unromantic. Um, I wish that uh, sometimes, I don't like that uh, McDonald's makes their seats so uncomfortable in a restaurant that they want you to get in and get out. That's the whole point of the restaurant. Well, uh, guess who eats in the bathroom? Yeah, I can be in there as long as I want. And no one will bother me. I miss the old days where you used to have phone numbers written on bathroom stalls. That's how love first started, guys. Was someone, that's like the original blind date. Some guy you don't even know putting your number out there, representing you, putting you on the line, saying, hey, this guy's good. Give him a call. Um, a lot of my friends say if you get a phone number for a girl or a guy, you should wait a couple days and call her. Now, I believe it's because they don't have uh, good cell phone coverage and they don't pay their bill on time, but uh, other people like to play it safe and call right away. I give her my parents' number. That's how safe I like to play it. Okay, some girls get weirded out if you give them your parents number but uh <clears throat> I wish growing up my parents had told me to eat more vegetables uh because they'd make me feel better than other people then I would have done it I would have eaten a lot more um I thought that uh times were tough people tell that tell you that all the time times are tough people are uh tough bullies are here I'm waiting for bullies to come back that's what we need. That's what we need is uh, some bullies to come back. Bullies were always, I had some girl bullies in high school and uh, they were nice. But uh, all right, we've, we've come to a triumphant ending of my portion of the show. You guys have been great. I hope you have a good weekend. Be safe out there. That was the wonderful Ashton Tate. You won't remove your shirt because it seems douchey because you're so in shape. Uh, talking about how in shape you are, still pretty douchey. Little note. Uh, we've got just two comics left on the, eve uh, the list for the happy hour open mic this evening, so you're welcome for that. Uh, your next comic coming up to the stage is Ken Suzuki. Thank you. You know, I wish all conversations could start like, would be, were like this, you know? It's just you, 
an audience, a microphone, and a complete monopoly of everything being spoken. I don't know, it's just because I don't have good interpersonal skills. I really don't have them. It's the one reason I got into comedy, uh, because I think comedy is like uh, a good way to make friends uh, if you can't handle two-way conversations. Uh, I'm not good. It, and, and it's not just that. It's like the little things in life that get me. Uh, I don't know how to have small talk. I'm terrible at it. People come up to me, they'll ask you the questions, you know, simple ones. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? I don't know how to answer those, because I'm thinking, what do you, how am I doing, you know? How am I doing right now? Or am I doing in general? What do I tell them? Oh, I'm good. Or uh, I, I'm, I'm fighting off despair and depression, sir. Uh, I don't know. The worst part, the worst and most awkward situations, though, aren't those. Because in those situations, you can just be the guy that doesn't talk to somebody else. Mm. But it's the, uh, when you go to the grocery store, for example, right? and you get in line. And as you go to check out, you're asked this question, have you found everything you're looking for? Have you found everything you're looking for? Uh, have, I have I found everything I'm looking for? I, I don't know how to answer. That's a deep question. Have you found everything you're looking for? I mean, what are we talking about? Like groceries, spiritually, financially? <laughs> what are the criteria here? Have you found everything you're looking for, ma'am? Are, are you a self-actualized human being with a great career surrounded by love and support? I don't know. And then uh, outside of that situation, then there's the BART. And the BART for me is the worst because I'm a shy person. And uh, you're, in, you're in a closed space with a bunch of strangers you don't know. And my main goal there is to not, well, one, it's don't, don't touch anybody. And do not make any direct eye contact. Lest you have a connection that you have to do something about. You know, uh, just a human connection where you have to force to maybe even do that little awkward. When uh, you see somebody... But I had a horrible situation the other day where I was on the bar and I'm trying to make room for people leaving. So I do one of these, you back up to make people. Then I feel a hand push me back because I'm, apparently I'm running into someone else. And as I turn to say, I, I apologize and excuse me, next thing you know, boom, elbow across the head of somebody else in front of me. And then now I got to deal with real dirty looks. And all I can say that when that situation happens and you're in a situation with someone that you don't know what to do about, who's angry at you, you need one, the only thing you need then is a good clinch game, a good clinch claim. Just grab them, head control. Take them up against the wall. You are in closed space, so what do you do? This is what you do to control the situation. Knees, knees. You can't throw kicks inside the bar because no room, right? Elbows over the top. And then once you have them pinned up against the wall in that closed off situation, you're in their half guard, head, forehead, on chest. They can't escape, uppercuts. Uppercuts, and then if you don't know this about me because of where I work, I like to carry a I carry a dagger on my side, you know, <laughs> because I commute into Raccoon City, you know, and you up, and then you slit her throat. Just I'm saying, the morning commute sucks. Is all I'm saying. It's that every day, or it's what it feels like every day when I'm around a group of people. Um, Those are all the jokes I wanted to work out. Thank you very much. Ken Suzuki. Um, yes, very detailed uh, instructions on how to hurt somebody. Uh, that was vaguely threatening. Uh, good, good for you. Um, for real this time, two more comics left on the uh, happy hour open mic list. Your next comic coming up to the stage, Mr. Phil Gillies.
Get up one more time for Ken. That was a good martial arts lesson. I can really appreciate that. You don't laugh at someone who's teaching you martial arts, man. You get your ass kicked. That's pretty much how it goes. Um, I just got out of a relationship about four years ago. So the only reason I'm still talking about it is because uh, I'm still confused, you know? Uh, she, was, she, was, she was mad because I would never call her back. And I thought, I don't know how she wasn't used to that because she was a debt collector. You know, I thought that's what she got paid to do was just for people to not want to talk to her, you know? And um, so, yeah, she doesn't call me anymore. And but I still owe her money. <laughs> so that was dumb. That was a new joke. So I was just uh, open mic. Got to try it out. Um, but, you know, like relationships are a lot different now than they were back in the day. Like back in my parents' day, they're, they're, they come from a day where, um, you know, you, you, you just make do with what you got, you know, including each other. And you can tell because they have not been in this, they're like never in the same room when I go visit. They don't even, they don't talk to each other in the same room. They yell at each other from separate rooms of the house. And, and it doesn't even start off as yelling. Sometimes it's just, uh, I, I was visiting one time and, and my dad was, is, is sitting watching TV and my mom calls from the other room, and then he just like looks at me and like rolls his eyes and does this like, th like this thing with his hands, pretty much saying like he's blatantly disregarding whatever my mom needs. And then, uh, you know, she calls again a little louder, and then he like rolls his eyes. He's like, "God damn it, man! I can't even get some peace and quiet in my own house." And and then after that, then the then the fighting ensues. And that's how you know they've been married for like 30 years, right? But like no one, none of us are ever going to make it that long. We're, we would never, you, the, the moment that like anyone says anything or does anything weird, like the other person's out, you know, fuck you. I'm out, I'm out of this weird, whatever this is. So I never know what order to do things in relationships anymore, you know? Like, do I fart in front of them or do I say I love you first? Yeah, because both of those things have about the same probability that it's probably just not going to go well, you know? Like, so in my last relationship, I just did both of them at the same time. I didn't have to wonder. And I still owe her money. That's the reason I owe her money, actually. I farted in bed, stained the sheets. She got mad, left. Um, so, I was, I was, so I was out being single on the prowl the other night with... A couple of my uh, chick friends, they were wingwomaning for me because uh, I don't go out with wingmen anymore because if you still go out with the wingman, you're an idiot because women think men are assholes because the last man they talked to was an asshole. So what's the point of sending another one of us assholes over there to go try and break the ice? It doesn't make any sense. Also, a wingman, the drunker he gets, the more he becomes your competition by the end of the night or just a straight up cock block. He's either going to try to intercept you or he's gonna say embarrassing secrets about you that's gonna make the other, that's gonna make the woman wanna walk away. With the wing woman, your odds of getting laid just go, just pretty much to 100%, like, because going out with the wingman is like a game of claw machine, okay? Because, the, and everyone knows, the claw sucks, okay? The claw sucks. And you're sitting there, and you're trying to, you're trying to win, and nothing's happening, and what can your wingman do? He's no better than you. He just comes up, same thing, and you're just like, what the fuck, man? I've been putting all this money, and I'm not getting anything. And your wingwoman is just the magical technician 
who comes up and asks you, which one do you want? And then you point, and then she's like, okay. And she just opens the machine, and she hands it to you. And so, so that's, how, that's how it happened the other night. She just went and found me a chick. She's just like, uh, who, who do you want? She just like points. Like, I just, she, like, like all the b- girls in the bar are just her stock like that, that I get to pick from. And she's just like, pick one. And then they leave for a, she goes and talks to him. They leave for a little bit, and then we, they come back. We bone drunkenly ever after. And, uh, and so the next morning when she picks me up, um, I was like, hey, where'd you go? I saw you disappeared before you came back with that girl. She's like, oh, uh, I asked her to, to go to the bathroom because I needed a tampon or whatever. And I was like, oh, so I guess, you know, I owe it to, you know, that you're on your period. That's why I got laid. And she's like, no, no, I'm not on my period. And I was like, well, then, <laughs> then what did you do with the tampon? And she's like, oh, I stuck it in. I was committed, bro. What the fuck did you think? I, it's, it's still in there right now. And I, so you show me a wingman who's down to take a tampon for the team, and that'll be the day that wingmen are as good as wing women. My name is Phil Gillis. You guys have a good night. Yeah, Phil Gillis. Wonderful storyteller, that young man. We have one final comic coming up to the stage this evening. She's a uh, talent that's kind of new to me. I don't know. Uh, is she here? Rachel? You yeah, see? I'm here. All right, cool. All right. Uh, do you want to just like go on for as long as you want? Because we got nobody else. We got. All right, I'm going to let her off the leash right now. Rachel Raphael. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, why didn't the wing woman just be like, oh, can I, can we go to the bathroom so I can get a tampon, and then just explain, like, go fuck my friend, he's not creepy. You don't actually have to put a tampon in anywhere. But, you know, your wing woman's nice. I don't know. I, I'm not good at, like, meeting men ever, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> um... I didn't like this whole thing, like, Ashton Tate's like, well, I don't want to, you know, take my shirt off because now I look too good. <laughs> Here's the thing, because I've been thinking about this. There's not, like, enough representation of, like, horny women in the media. Like, why, I, you know, so he's like, I don't want to take off my shirt because I look too good. Well, if you look that good, I'd like to see it. Like, it's nothing in particular, but, like, why, why take it off? Because people who like men might want to see. Because people who like men are also like horny. You know, I feel like like the only like it's like a horny girl is either it's like they'll just be horny for like one specific person and then just do slutty things for like one specific person. Like uh, Varsity Blues when like Ali Lardier like opens the door and she's just like in the, like the whipped cream bikini. If I looked like Ali Larder, I'm not wearing a whipped cream bikini. Like that's bullshit. I just open the door naked. Um, but yeah, I'm like, where's like, just like the girl who's like, I'm kind of horny, you're, you're cute enough, and like, we know enough people that I know, like, you're not gonna be a serial killer. I feel like it's, I feel like, like, the fantasy besides like porn is just like, some girl's just super crazy horny for you. Like, I'm like, you're not that, you're not that special. Um, another thing about, speaking of horny women, uh... (laughs) Um, or being a horny woman, I've had I had an experience. Uh, there's this guy. There's this guy who started working at this coffee shop that I always go to, and I just wasn't expecting it, but he was just so cute, and I just like couldn't deal with it. And he's like 23, like I'm not gonna do anything. It's just weird, but I just like couldn't. It was just a little too much. Um, 
So I texted my friend like a few times, like, ah, like, what am I, oh my God, he's so cute, like, I can't look at him. And then I got over it. Now, the point of this story is like, I, I saw someone really cute that I just couldn't handle. I saw, and someone who would have been inappropriate for me to like, like cat call. I didn't, and I didn't explode or anything. So like men in the street could probably stop like yelling at women too. I mean, cause what, what's the other, what's the, what's the other reason for like, like yelling at women in the street? And like, well, you know, you guys are just so pretty. We just want to say something. I'm like, well, I didn't say anything and I'm still here. No one died. So you can do it too. <laughs> um, no? All right. Um, you know, we need, I, look, I, I have a lot of issues with the media and, you know, so we need more representation of like horny women who aren't like super, super hot. We, um, and I think one of the problems is like women aren't just going like, yes, we want things for us because I, I'm an activist because I was an outspoken advocate for the male stripper movie. Other people didn't want to admit they were excited about Magic Mike XXL. I was. I knew about the first one. I took people to see it. I read about Chocolate City, AKA Black Magic Mike. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's on my list. I went to see Magic Mike XXL. It was better, because they were just like, want to see more dances of like hot men? Great. It was just like a lot of vignettes of like men like doing things like near a profession. Like, hey, want to see like a set, like Channing Tatum like like dance and also like drill things like with a drill. Okay. Um, I'm like, maybe you guys do understand women. Like, you know, you're getting. Um, but I think so. Why can't why can't male stripper movies, like, we need, like, a shared movie universe like Marvel's doing? Like, everyone's doing a shared, like, they made, like, the bad monster movies a shared universe. Surely there's enough, like, rich content in male, just male stripping as a genre, male stripping for ladies as a genre. So we're going to have um, Magic Mike v. Chocolate City, uh, Havana Nights, and that's, everyone goes to a stripping competition in Cuba. And then we're gonna have um, Magic Mike v. Chocolate City, Tokyo Thrust, and they go to a special thrusting competition in Tokyo. And um, I don't know. Then Magic Mike v. Chocolate City, they all come to my house. I don't know what the like the. Th <laughs> okay, that's the third one. <laughs> Number three, they just come to Rachel's house. Um, uh, yeah. So. Um, all right. So I mean, now that I've explained that women are horny too, uh, let's go to. New topic, and then, then I'll leave, uh, or stay forever, who knows. Um, a few months ago, one of my friends told me something, and it just blew my mind. And so I hope this is a safe space to talk about it. Guys, my friend's dog faked a pregnancy. Like, if you're not on board, and Leo's not on board. No, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You, okay. Not, no. And this is a thing, like, here's the thing. No one had to say that, because you wouldn't explode. Were you listening in the beginning? You just, like, like, if men could just, like, see things that they liked and then, like, save it for later and just not tell anyone, like, we'd all be better. <laughs> and you'd see more stuff you wanted to see. Just saying. 
<laughs> um, guys, my friend's dog faked a pregnancy. If you're not on board, get the fuck on board. If you're jerking off to this, go somewhere else and don't tell me about it. I mean, this is amazing. Um, so my parents' friend, my friend's parents, they're trying to get their dog pregnant, so they took her to doggy in vitro. That's a white people problem if I've ever heard of one. Like, who the fuck does that? Like, your dog can't get pregnant, we're, do- we're going to in vitro. So they take her, so they take her, you know, they, she gets the treatments, who knows. Um, and one time she's at the vet, the assistant vet feels the dog's belly and says, oh, she's pregnant. So they take the dog home. What do you do when you have a pregnant dog that you're excited, you know, if you, that you're excited to have, so you're like you're not throwing it down the stairs or anything fucked up? Well, you give it the good blanket. You give it extra attention. You give it extra food. Like, like who wouldn't want to be a pregnant dog, you know? And then, so they do all that. They bring her back. They take an x-ray. And no puppies. The dog's just fat now. I'm like, that's amazing. And one of the reasons why I find it so amazing is that last summer, I faked a pregnancy without knowing it in that I had benign ovarian tumors, so I looked pregnant, but I wasn't. And I didn't think about, I didn't think about doing any of this shit. I didn't think about any, like I thought of like fucked up, like pranks to do, but none of them were about like getting food, like none of them were about making people like me. They were more about alienating people. So what I thought was, because like these are the first things I thought of. Okay, I look pregnant, I'm not. I need to like, go sit in a hot tub, drink a 40 and smoke a cigarette, just like in a very public place. I need to, um, I'd like to bring a male friend to a safe way and just stage an awkward fight. Uh, now that marriage equality is happening, I'd like to bring a female friend to Whole Foods and stage an awkward fight. And then also just like go to like a Ross or a TJ Maxx and look like, like be all done up, like not a care in the world, summer dress, makeup, everything, just look really happy, and then just buy all the wire hangers and don't say anything about it. Um, so that's what I thought of, but this dog was like, no, I just want to get more food. <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess that's it. Rachel Raphael, please keep it going for her. Well, guys, we've reached the end of the happy hour open mic, and that means only one thing. We're all going to a screening of Chocolate City. Who's in? Who's fucking in? Uh, please stay tuned if you're listening at home for uh, at 8 o'clock. It's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse tonight, hosted by one Greg Gettle. Uh, in the meantime, please enjoy an episode. No, no, I'm seeing a shake of the head that indicates that I've got that wrong. But again, I do not have permission to be back here. This is not my job. Uh, for those of you listening at home, please enjoy an episode of Communist Comedy Folding Chair uh, already in progress. I've never owned or even really held a uh, tablet before. Right. They had to show me how like human beings hold it in their hand, not just like palm it like a giant yeah. phone. It's like, what do I do with this? But yeah, it was cool. <laughs> the girl that appeared in the background was like, that's a fucking sweet gig. She was there for like two hours and then just left. She showed up, bloop, just hit her finger on the phone and then left. And that was pretty much it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to think about. The weird shit they make people do. You yeah, it's in, fine, man. 
show up, uh, press a button. Uh, good job. <laughs> Nailed it, lady. So they let me, uh, they let me take cigarette breaks, but, uh, so I didn't get any ash on the costume. They had me wear, like, a bathrobe. Right. And this was all shot in this, like, this apartment on, uh, Page Street, right by Hate, and it's, like, you know, pretty crowded street, uh, lots of people walking by, and then if they looked up, they could just see me with a bathrobe really tightly on, <laughs> just smoking a cigarette, like, covering the bathrobe with one hand and smoking with another, like, it, and then you could see the camera equipment inside, so it must have looked like we were shooting porn in there. Yeah, yeah. That was the only possible solution. They thought your asshole was pretty loose at that moment. I could have been the fucker. I could have not been the one given the way you were clutching that robe. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, all right. I was See, I wasn't even. I wasn't even there, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Well, that's how else you, you can't like masculinely hold your robe closed at the neck. There's unless you're like choking yourself. There's no like cool. No, nah, dude. That. You just let, let that thing fly, baby. <laughs> just let that chest hair flow out. Fuck yeah. Take a good look, world. <laughs> yeah, but this... But I don't that's, even just, know. that's just how men do it, Clay. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had to play that character yet. <laughs> I'm sure you could lie your way through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got the chest here. We can get it in post. <laughs> well, the, the directing on this was insane. Like, this is my favorite direction I've probably ever gotten, where you're just like... Like, he basically wanted me to do, like, a Will Arnett impression, but he didn't want me to say it. He's like, right. like I want you to be, like, a, like you're, you're kind of dumb but arrogant and, like, a successful, dumb, arrogant guy. Like, I really want that gruff, deep, dumb, like, like Will Arnett. Like, no, no, it's more like a, like, like, like if you're, like, 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 if you're the dumb one in the family and, like, your brother's <laughs> always riding you and you're balding a little bit, like, all right, you're literally describing him from Arrested Development. And then he told me, uh, uh, I want you to be Bruce Willis having to go to Japan on a business trip. That's the that's what I want to feel for you. Like, what the fuck is those that? Those are different like, people. Those, those are. Well, I mean, I don't understand. Like, did you want just kind of like tired and jet lagged? Like, I don't want to be here. I'm hungry. I don't know what I'm eating. Yeah, balding, worried about his daughters. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 at this point, I'd rather just have him like pull up a video from youtube and you're like that give me that yeah and i'll try to do that fucking weird things yeah but this i don't even know where the fuck this ended up playing <laughs> i don't i think this is just one of the things that people skipped on youtube for a couple months pull up another commercial let's uh what else what else you got buddy uh let's see i can find the bit of jerry's one did you ever see that nope yeah, that's I ain't good. seen shit. Uh, how do you spell Ben and Jerry's? Uh, ben and Jerry's. Oh, wait. Why am I pulling up on this? We can't fucking watch it. Oh, yeah. It. I forgot. I forgot. I'll, I'll use my phone. Use, use my thing. It's a commercial for the burrito. Use my thing. Burrito, baby. Um, I'm kind of addicted to saying baby. All right. I got it here. All right, cool. <laughs> you do it. It's like it's not an Elvis impression. I don't know what it like. You you actually find an original way to say baby. That's not so bad. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one came out on 420, and frankly, I'm pretty annoyed that. Colin got paid like seven more times, like seven times more than everybody else, even though we all did the same fucking thing. But one little fucking close whatever. Up. One little close up. You're gonna get nothing, by the way, listening audience. This is just gonna be music for you. So there's this lady running with the burrito. Don't describe it to him. No, all right. Listen to the music. They're just gonna listen. 
the sound oh, editing is glorious. Um, I've April 20th, Ben and Jerry's will introduce the burrito, and you'll see why 420 will be exactly like 420. So, uh, I'm really proud being in a room and <laughs> any part of that. That was yeah. amazing, sir. Yeah, you know two of those people. Actually, three, because Justin, uh, uh, Justin Allen was deep in the back. Uh, we were all, he was sitting up front next to me, and then I got curly hair. Why don't you move over one, and uh, you, uh, bow tie guy, could you go in, like, in the back with the, yeah, no, no, a little farther, yeah, down, down there, like, there we go, behind the couch, perfect. Like, he couldn't be seen at all. <laughs> But yeah, it was pretty fun, man. Pretended to be stoned, and then between shots, we went upstairs and got actually stoned. Mm. Did you get a burrito? No, no, the burritos were all like gross and plastic. You don't have to actually like have real food for commercials. Oh, that's a fucking shame, man. You'd think they just bring some. You well, know? this was so. This was the like. This is the fucked up part. Like everybody, uh, you saw like a few people had the uh, ice cream sandwiches, right. and it was only like like a handful of actors and so all the other actors just got to like watch these guys eat ice cream sandwiches Dude, between takes dick and, move. yeah and then it just like even if we did want it from them it just been in like in their gross ass hand for at least like five minutes and it's just all melted at that point so mm. by the end just there's like six or seven i'm just like oh i can't eat another ice cream sandwich and that's just like you mother dude i think like if, if you're gonna do something like that uh you you just get a couple boxes. You're like, all right, guys, everybody's gonna fucking walk. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's an expenditure you should be able to make as a fucking production company. We did okay as far as snack food goes. We had, there was at least like we shot this at a hostel, and there were about three different production assistants whose job it was to keep the residents of the hostel away from our food. <laughs> they would all just like just one like Italian teenager <laughs> after another is like, hey, oh, what is this? Like, no, get out of here. This isn't for you. <laughs> that part was pretty funny. That's fantastic, dude. <laughs> Beating off people from all countries. Yeah. Oh man, we same deal when we did. Um, I did the shoot out in uh, just, you know, kind of the buttfuck of the Tenderloin, just a few blocks from Union Square. And right. that, like, just having a cart full of delicious snacks that we know we're not going to eat all of, and then just having to tell, like, one starving person after another, like, no, sorry, we don't have any extra. Like, we're going to eat. No, we can't. That's horrible. Um, I like the idea of just denying, like, uh, backpacker kids food. Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's ours. Yeah. No, I told them to back the fuck off. Fucking hippies. Get the- <laughs> I don't even know. Like, they probably took the leftover, so I doubt they even left it for them. <laughs> Good, dude. Fuck those people. Yeah. Getting a free fucking ride in our American dollars. Yeah, backpackers are shit, man. You ever met those people? Fuck yeah. them. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few good ones. Yeah. Majority shit people. I mean, it's like... I, th- I think, well, I'm, I might be biased. I think most people are shit people. So yeah, that's fair. You put me in any fucking... Any avenue of people. I, I, I get it here, like... Like, if I were to go on the road and, like, did a show... If I did, like, a show in Tucson, Arizona, and I met some backpackers there, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why did yeah. you stop in Tucson? <laughs> you guys are fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're just, like, borderline homeless is all you are. You're not a traveler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're just vagrants, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, sure, you got a backpack. I get it, man, but I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing. Oh, man. Um, I get it. That's never been me. That's never really been my style. Like, I get grumpy if I have to sleep in a car or something like that. I, I couldn't just, I don't like, give a pick fuck up about that go. shit. 
I I will sleep anywhere. My back hurts, Zach. Sometimes I get a hurt back. Dude, my fucking legs are fucked after I've been homeless. Yeah. They're beat up, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we should walking and, like, never seeing a cushion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that cement will fuck you up. Yeah. Dude, Did you go, I, uh, what'd you go, like, cardboard or... Yeah, but I'd just sleep on fucking ground. I'd be like, all right. There's not much time to go down. to that point. Especially if you got some booze in you, fuck it, just lay down. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But now um, you're living it up in a closet. Mm, yeah, baby. Uh, I actually feel like a piece of shit when I have the bed laid down. Oh, really? So I, like, wake up and, like, go back to sleep and shit. <laughs> fucking horrible. Scumbag. <laughs> yeah, you should just have, like, somebody in the house come up at, like, 730 in the morning and just shine a flashlight in your face. Like, get the actual experience. <laughs> Uh, so I can't imagine you have any windows in there. Oh, no. It's actually yeah, beautiful. It's I love that. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's such a fucking problem as far as, like, like I need that. I need to, like, the feeling of waking up and seeing that it's still dark out and just being like, yes, I can still right, sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I totally like being able to just shut everything out. Yeah. Like, boom. And you're just in a box. Oh, man. I turned it into a lazy piece of shit, like, within that's, an hour. That's why I fucking, uh, I'll just, like, uh, put the bed up against the wall and just put the like a, a stool and paint. There you and, go. Like, the, the, the only thing you can do in there is sit and paint or stare at paintings. Yeah, yeah. And I think that eventually uh, you get the fumes going. It's a good time. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, nothing. I fucking throw shit right <laughs> on the rag, dude. <laughs> just eventually, like, covered in red, yeah. just all over your nose. Yeah. You no doing a Rudolph impression, Zach? I'm not. Ooh, the ventilation's bad in here. Fucking, <laughs> give me that rag full of shit. Putting towels under the door crack to make sure it doesn't <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, Oh, man. Well, I've got that video of me headlining, but that's pretty painful. May as well save that till the second half. Um, yeah. Let's see. I'll play something. I'll play something. We'll make fun of something. Um, I'm look for a bomb. I'm look for... I don't know how I'd find one, but I'll look for one. There's a 7-minute hide. Let's see. Do the most recent one. This can't be good. Right. I don't even know what this is from. Oh no, that's a that's not a thing. Um, is that a pocket record? No, I was recording insane people. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good on that one. <laughs> like whenever I know somebody's going to uh, say crazy shit. Yeah. And I, especially if I have my phone out already, I just start recording and put my phone in my pocket. <laughs> Because, dude, you fucking get good shit. <laughs> you can, And people will say some crazy shit. This uh, this old black dude, he was, he was like fucking walk like an L. You know, his back was just ruined. Yeah. And he asked me for a cigarette, and I gave him one. He's like, let me tell you something about Jesus. And like, I was like, oh, this <laughs> thing, this thing. And he says, uh, Jesus... Jesus only want black people and white people in heaven. No Chinese. <laughs> and I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Uh, and it was fucking hilarious. I had a good time laughing at that guy. That's not bad. <laughs> oh, man, I've got some. <laughs> if you want to listen to something terrible, there's just me recording voiceovers and fucking up. I've got a bunch of those. Um, No, we'll play something dumb here. I'll play this. Uh, two, 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 hide. Boom, boom, boom. Called, uh, from the streets to a closet, put your hands together. Zach, wise men, everybody! Oh, oh, oh. 
I could boo myself when I get on stage. Man. Kind of set the standards. Oh, fuck yeah. This I yell at people and I boo myself. So, uh, that's, uh, I, uh, that's how I set the tone. Drugs in like a couple weeks, something like that. And all my ideas are shit. I don't have one good idea anymore. I'm good at drugs too. I, sh- I shouldn't stop. I think I'll start again. It's like I, I do, uh, I make myself stop drugs. That's one of the things I'll do. I'll stop. Well, I'll cycle. I'll cycle drugs. Like instead of tapering off a drug, I'll just taper onto another drug, and then you don't get withdrawals from that drug anymore. It's fantastic. It's a perfect system. What I think I'll do is uh, I'll buy some drugs. I'll do some. And I'll just make myself hold on to them for a couple These of days. These are just solid strategies, guys. Yeah, you've got from bridge over troubled water to sound of silence with this one. <laughs> that laugh was from. I also uh, I moved into a closet, so I'm no longer homeless man. No longer homeless man. Stop doing drugs. No longer homeless man. Uh, I haven't changed clothes yet. <laughs> it's been like almost a month. I haven't changed clothes. <laughs> I don't know if I live inside yet. I don't know if I'm a, a strange animal. Because life is shit. I moved inside and I instantly got lazy. Like, if you wake up and can go back to sleep, that's an option you have. You're fucking lazy. Makes you horrible. Everything. I produce less things as a person living in a house than I did as a homeless man. I'm doing less things now. It's gross. <laughs> I just need to do more drugs, I think. You know, you know what the worst part about doing heroin is? Was Nothing. that you actually farting? Uh, I don't Nothing. think so. Been, <laughs> There's no, no bad I would part. remember that. I would remember it's that. It's all good. Like, makes you stronger, faster, more confident. Yeah, it's terrible. Produce sad. more shit. It's amazing, right? Look at this skin. See this skin? This is great fucking skin. I love when I go up there with no uh, direction well, and no, don't find any. <laughs> this is less of a sad and more you just coming down from something. Uh, no, this is actually me sober. Oh, really? <laughs> this is me sober after moving into a closet. Uh, look at how fucking happy I am. Well, Zach, you might get, you might get addicted to heroin, and then you'll have to use heroin for the rest of your life. Oh shit, I'm addicted to the limitless pill? Fucking boo-hoo me. Poor old Zach. He's doing great. I think he's a heroin. <laughs> what about withdrawals? What about what about What about withdrawals? Right? Withdrawals can kill you. Yeah, he, he, let me tell you something. You can be born with perfect genetics and eat so much cake that they have to start chopping off legs, you disgusting moron. Just don't be a fucking idiot, and then you'll be fine. Well, like, I think, I think people have a bad view of drug users uh, because they see people on the street. And those people just suck at everything. They're just not good at stuff. Like, if one of those guys was your accountant, dude, no way. You would be broke as fuck. But they just choose to do drugs, and you see them out there. That's the only thing I'm saying. No? This is a long set. Anybody gonna use heroin there? No? <laughs> so I'm going for Jesus Damn Christ. Cool yeah, I, I remember now why I don't like to listen to drugs. myself. He made, you made the I host go do heroin. He forgot like to give you the light. You can be one of the most productive people on the That's all I'm trying for, man. Just one at a time. Just get him to use heroin okay, one right, at a time. Uh, do some cocaine, have some breakfast. Some people want one fan per show. Just take fucking one user. One new user. Alright, start laying down. Uh, get a few more things done. 
Uh, a few more bumps of po cocaine in the middle of the night, you know, plan my day out for tomorrow. And then a lot of heroin. <laughs> Perfect, dude. You can run the plant like that. Do you think tricking people to do drugs <laughs> is hack? Some people think the, uh, Not if you're selling the drugs, then it's just good business. Just as a third party with, with no monetary interest. Yeah, that's, that, I don't know. I don't know if hack's the right word. It's just misguided. That's like the most simple way to stack rocks on top of each other a pyramid. Like a sobriety troll. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it, look at the buildings we have now. These are amazing. You walk up to a building now, it's perpendicular to the fucking earth. Right? It's 90 degrees. Because they go like shitty. I'm done with that. Oh, did I just fart again? That's a good you one. That's pretty, yeah. Juicy farts. Juicy pocket farts. I think my phone's just in my breast pocket here. So, uh, yeah. Tit fart web. You know that? Alright, I can't do that. She only had 13 more minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, dude, I never want to do that again. Um, but we will later, so stay tuned, you <laughs> sons of bitches. Welcome to self-mutilation with Zach Wiseman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some music. Uh, it's not going to be Bridge Over Troubled Water, even though it should be. Uh, but fucking goddamn life, fuck. You can't have liked them that much and not ask their name. Uh, I did a couple of times, but I was really high. Oh well, you had to have you had to know get like a get their album. Surely they were selling albums. Um, I had no money at oh. all. I would have given them all the money I had. Like no, if I had six hundred dollars, I would have given them six hundred dollars. I think if you stole it, but you still really appreciated it, it's okay. If you like, just I mean, how much does the CD cost? Yeah, I think I think that's fair too. Yeah, like if you actually really you stole it out of love. I thought about doing it, but they're Japanese, dude. They have fucking like stringent fucking yeah, protocols and shit. You gotta There's... chop off one of your own fingers and give it back. <laughs> yeah. To yeah, there's no just uh, oh, but he likes it though. There's none of that in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy they're listening. Nope, nope. Pay me. Uh, I gotta pay the yakuza. You gotta pay me. And there's no fucking around. Yeah, god damn this stupid cunt. Okay. Let's not get mad at the internet. Fuck you, though, internet. All right, you want to just play iTunes? Bring up fucking song. Sure. It's break time. Break time. I'll, I'll, bring, up, I'll bring up some music. Some musics? Uh, some sweet, sweet music. What, what song do you think you'd shoot yourself to? I'd shoot myself to? Uh... Yeah, it's like I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot myself. Like, I'd, I'd, oh, I'd jump you. off something that was a or simple explode. Question. Okay, what, what do you, what song do you jump off something to? I'll, Dude, I'll just, pull it up. I'll pull it up right now. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, just the soundtrack playing in your head. You don't necessarily need to put headphones in, but you know uh, what I mean. Everybody's gonna have that fucking song playing in their head. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think of funny or good. <laughs> Which direction I want to go right now? Pick the uh, real one, dude. Pick the real one. All right. And in reality, it'll probably be, be both. Like when when you're dying, you'll be like, oh yeah, and also that other funny song. <laughs> if it's a long drop. <laughs> Not even, dude. Not even. You can fall off a roof. Oh, like, uh, well, you know, a nice long drop and get a couple songs in, like. 
mm, part, yeah. of a, part of a good I podcast. I would try to jump off like a really fucking tall thing. Yeah, you why not? I mean? Go big. Hello, mm. Mr. Music. Let's go. That's a song one. This is the quietest thing in the world. Come on. Yeah. Computer. Yeah, do it. Make a noise. Make a noise. Make a noise. Alright guys, we'll be right back. Fuck yourselves.
Pega de 